You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series or movie and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm John. And tonight we are going to be doing a special episode where we are looking at the big Finnish audio production, Space 1999, Siren's Call. And just for background, uh, back in September of 2019, if you can believe it was that far back, uh, Big Finish released a wow. reimagining of, I know, uh, Breakaway, which John and I reviewed on the show. And here... Mm-hmm. Come up in February of 2021, they have released the first box set of three new stories, and we're going to look at all three of them. Tonight, we're going to be looking at the first one, Siren's Call by Andrew Smith, and we'll come back to that name a little bit later. But here's the episode synopsis. Moonbase Alpha is still struggling in the aftermath of the events of Breakaway. A section decompression kills Alphen Mary Page, and it is in this moment we learn two things simultaneously. One, that regular character Kano is married, and two, Mary Page is her wife. Actually, make that three things. We also learn Kano is now widowed. Oh, Mary Page, we hardly knew you. Koenig is trying to hold a staff meeting, but... Space Commissioner Simmons, who is technically Koenig's boss on the org chart, is insisting on being in charge. Koenig humors him by letting him lead the meeting, but it is Koenig who is clearly in command. Simmons wants them to find a way to travel to five light years back to Earth. Koenig and the others favor exploring their realistic options. One of those options is the planet Meta, which the moon is approaching. Meta was the source of the signal that resulted in the moon leaving Earth's orbit via wormhole. Before they can launch an exploration team, an emissary from the planet Pyrus arrives under the banner of peace. Pyrus is the locals' name for their own planet. Simmons, talking on behalf of the Alphans, greets Cesar, albeit with armed guards. Simmons favors the distrustful, show-of-force type of diplomacy. Cesar is the representative of Garrodus, Pyrus's leader. Simmons is so caught up in being the big man, he fails to find anything curious about the fact that Cesar speaks English. And he's only a little curious when Koenig has Victor Bergman surreptitiously scan Cesar, only to discover that he is basically human, except that his heart isn't beating. While out of Simmons' earshot, Cesar meets with an Alphan who has been a spy for the Pyreans all along. Between them, they engineer a scenario in which Cesar saves Simmons' life. Cesar dies, but in his final selfless act, begins to earn Simmons' trust. Garrodus reaches out and invites him down to discuss the possibility of settling on the planet. Koenig, Bergman, and Simmons take an eagle down. On Alpha, Mary Page comes back to life and asks to be let out of the morgue. <laughs> on Pyrus, Koenig and Bergman remain suspicious, and when they get an inkling that the meta-signal which drew them there may have been a lure, they sneak out to investigate. What they discover is macabre. The basement is filled with cadavers on ice. 
On Alpha, Mary Page turns out to be Cesar. The Pyreans are non-corporeal beings that inhabit corpses. They have brought the Earth's moon to Pyrus for a new supply of bodies. Mary, an authorized engineer, sets about killing everyone on Alpha. Helena, Kano, and Alan must stop her. Simmons overhears Garrodus talking to Cesar and is taken for processing. He overcomes his guard and escapes. Koenig and Bergman are also captured. With Simmons' assistant, they escape back to their eagle, but the eagle has been disabled. In the nick of time, Paul Murrow arrives to take them home, and the Pyrian's existing supply of bodies is destroyed by Koenig and Bergman's mischief. Right. Um, so, Siren's Call is mm-hmm. a completely new story. Yep. Not based on any existing episode of Space 1999. And, again, thank you, Big Finish. Just like the original series Breakaway and their series Breakaway and the Big Finish series Breakaway, it ends with them approaching the planet Meta, which was what set the whole thing in motion what was all the activity about mm-hmm. the breakaway. But in the original series, zip, nada, nothing. No mention of meta, no mention of anything beyond the end of breakaway. They're going, hey, meta, yeah, maybe there. And then that's it. So Big Finish have worked to fill in the gaps. So here we have the story that explains what happened at meta and why the events of breakaway actually happened. So I'm, I'm quite pleased with that outcome. Oh yeah, it answered some nice questions. I don't I've never understood why they never did anything with that in the original series. I mean it was oh. so obviously a lead up to it and then you know, nothing. Not, yeah, not even that was it. Not even something stupid like they decided to hold it back to air as episode 20 or something and then suddenly they're back to meta right. after right. You know, nothing like that. They just they just didn't do it. Now one of the things uh, listeners may recall, I think I would go so far as to say that I think Breakaway was the best episode of the original series. And it was written by a completely different, it was written by a award-winning American writer that had been brought in to do the pilot. And then he left and didn't do any more. So I don't know, maybe he uh. had something in mind for another episode and it just didn't happen. But... uh it was certainly written like that. I mean, there were plenty of, it's like, oh, I smell a sequel. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you can't. Nope. Yeah, you, you cannot have the whole episode breakaway be it. The importance of them, the signal they're getting from Meta that appears to be intelligent life, and they're trying to go there. And then when the moon is broken away, the next thing they go is they pick up the signal and they can see the planet. Is it's yeah. Meta. Maybe there. <laughs> it's like, right, maybe roll there. Roll credits. <laughs> roll credits, and then that's the end of any mention to Meta ever right. again. So I think the only other real uh, uh, mention of it is the Queller Drive in another episode, isn't it? Well, the Queller Drive had nothing to do things. with... Yeah, you're you're confusing it. Well, Big Finish confused it. Well, they didn't confuse it. The no. Queller Drive... Uh, no worries. They used that in their breakaway. As the oh, there, there we go. The there meta we go. Probe. But there was no there mention of it in the original uh, series in okay. Breakaway. Um, yeah, that was in Voyager's Return. So again, I think they're kind of uh, you know they're, they're fixing. I, I, we're gonna. I'm sure we're gonna come back to this time and time again. And uh, this is kind of unfortunate because 
you know, the the people at Big Finish obviously love this show. Oh, it's yeah. like they love Doctor Who. And they're fans and they're professionals and they have this tendency to try to fix things up. Now, you know, they did The Prisoner. They did a reimagining of The Prisoner. And mm-hmm. aspects of it are are fantastic, but that was not a show that needed fixing. Right. And that was so, funny. you know, I didn't really appreciate those episodes, even though they were well written and well done. I didn't appreciate them as much because they were not improving on the original. Space 1999 mm-hmm. is a show with a fantastic premise that <laughs> failed on execution in many, many yes. ways. Yeah. Especially season two, but we probably shouldn't talk about that. Yeah. So I mean, the fact that they're that they're trying to clean this stuff up. So, you know, I'd like to judge it on its own. But at the same time, you have to look at this and go, gosh, this is a, bits of this are just a breath of fresh air compared mm-hmm. to the original the original show. And we'll just start here. I really like this new John Koenig. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, he's, he seems to be a much better commander than the original one. Oh yeah, and same thing with Helena. Oh yeah, all of them are. Well, yeah, yeah, all of all of them are better. Absolutely, everyone is better in the characters. But what I really like about Koenig is he's got. It's not just that he's that he's smart and that he's a, a good leader. He's also a good handler. He he's dealing with Simmons beautifully. Oh yeah, he's a, you know he's a good like administrator. Yeah, he he's got the people skills. He he knows to let Simmons run with it as long as it doesn't matter. Yes. <laughs> let the right? boy have his fun. Yeah, you know, he is technically his boss and it does raise I think you know, Ben and I may have raised these questions about when Moonbase Alpha left, they just automatically fell into well, Koenig is the commander, but there is no authority behind him anymore. Right? There he's commander because they're all letting him be commander. Yeah, pretty much. Right? So Simmons is technically in charge on the org chart, but really, you know, he's not the captain of the ship. And Koenig is letting him have his run, but, you know, he's guiding him right down the path. And that is, it. it it's it's an excellent change uh, on the character. Oh, yeah. And also... Oh, definitely. He, they've also done a, a lot of work towards making this an ensemble show. Helena and Bergman are as equally as sharp and perceptive as Koenig, right? Yes. They're they're yes. they're intelligent people and they're behaving intelligently. There's there is not a wisp of, oh, this is gonna be a wonderful planet, John, let's all go down. You know, and throwing their <laughs> brains out the bucket. Uh, you yes, know, yes. Of, oh what, we can live forever? Oh yeah, count me in. Yeah. Are you gonna and, ask any questions about that, Victor? No, why should no. I? It's, ne- it's man's next level of uh, of uh, evolution. Yeah, and, and right. Helena's, um, uh, you know, some of the the medical stuff. So <laughs> they they scan they scan Cesar's body, mm-hmm. and you know the the conclusion they come to. I know this sounds weird, but the conclusion they come to sounds a little bit like they thought about it. It's like this doesn't make any sense. He has a heart. He has a circulatory mm-hmm. system. It's not circulating anything. That is exactly. wrong. It's it's not evolutionarily right. It's not, 
you know, it, 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 it from a medical yeah, standpoint, you would look at that work. and you go, it just doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. They don't make a sense out of it, right? It's They don't realize that he's actually dead and reanimated, but they mm-hmm. spot the thing. This is not like an episode of Space 1999 where they look at it and go, they've got two brains in that head. You know, uh, it's like, uh, yeah. They also, because it, because it's an ensemble, um, they're not afraid to let Bergman or Helena do important things. Right. Stuff that, that Koenig would have done in the original series, perhaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You, you can, I can bet that if they were walking down a, a hallway with a bunch of freezing pipes overhead, there is no way that Victor Bergman would ever have been the one to suggest that they shoot those pipes. It would have to be Koenig. Oh, yeah. Even though Bergman is, you know, orders of magnitude smarter than Koenig. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. And so, but they just couldn't do that. They always had to give that kind of stuff to Koenig. And it it works. Or Ellen, but then Ellen got shot by Koenig. Oh, wait. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it would be something of that nature. Um, so, you know, this that is good. But there's a downside to that. And I don't know if you noticed this. I what? found this story a little disconcerting in its bounces back and forth between Alpha and Pyrus. It wasn't that I couldn't follow it. It's just that I don't know what it is, but I couldn't orient as fast as I needed to when they would switch hmm. locations. And I think part of it is because I don't think there's a soundscape for Alpha um yeah there's there's alpha has sounds to it there you are computer yeah, sure, noises there, and stuff in there the background. are yeah. yeah 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 there are but they're not pervasive like for example on huh. the uss enterprise right the enterprise has always got a hum there's always a yeah. hum a certain distinction if you're on the bridge there's the scanner and the the chirps if you're in the transporter yeah. room you've got that shimmer You've got, you know, if you're in the warp drives, you've got the throbbing of the engines. There's always a soundscape that hmm. you can put yourself. And I didn't go back to listen to this afterwards, but I don't think Alpha's got that. They've got all the right sounds for the the knobs and the dials and the flippies yeah. and the, the scanners and stuff and the doors. But I don't I, think there's a pervasive I think there noise. is. I think there's a, a like a low level, not a rumble, but a, a noise there if it's there it's not registering in my brain enough that when they switch from Pyreus to alpha that if it isn't you know for example if it's paul morrow speaking or alan Mm -hmm. then i have to think no wait is that who is that (laughs) it's like we're okay we're on alpha right you know if it's helena okay i got it i know she's on if she's the first person to speak then but if it's somebody else is the first person to speak then i'm like Wait, it's, it's, okay, Alpha. And, and I don't know. It just. Well, we are kind of learning new characters, kind of. It's that. And, and, but in the old series, we would never have done that because the action would have almost 95% followed, (laughs) you know, the, the landing party or whoever was on. Yeah. With just the occasional flip back to Moonbase Alpha kind of, calling Commander, come in, please, Commander. Right, exactly. Get him. Exactly the 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 reaction shot of them trying in vain to contact somebody. Right. Right. Pretty much all there would be. Or Moonbase is about to be destroyed and can't get a hold this, of Conan to ask him what to yeah, do. Yeah. 
this story is bouncing back and forth constantly between the two locations. And it is not helped by, sorry, that bombastic music that does not fit. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And you're like, that does not sound like Space 1999. <laughs> yeah, I think I tuned that out. I found that partially part of the problem because it, it also did not necessarily distinguish between switching from Pyrus to Alpha, but just from scene to scene. They would have, or time lapse, like a, like a, a fade would be in video. And I don't know. I didn't notice that in Breakaway, which I think had a different composer. Hmm. So, you know, I mean, the theme, same composer, but, but the incidental music, I think this is a different composer. And I'll, have to, I'll have to pay attention to the next uh, couple episodes and, and see if they follow suit. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it, it, I noticed it. And I noticed it more, especially because I, I don't know how you listen to it. I listen to it in my headphones while out walking. So, you know, it's, it's right in your, it's right in your ears and yeah like, oh yeah okay combo of then. that in in my car so yeah well i mean what did you think of the story in general oh i liked it i liked it it uh i, I like that they they decided to go to meta and find out that nope that's just you know it's the first in a long line of of disappointing relationships they have with planetary bodies <laughs> that they roam by yeah uh, you know, Alpha really, really has a bad, bad track record with relationships. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just n- nothing ever works out, you know. Too, you hot, know, too I cold, think, too many I, aliens, too many vampires. I think the moon is still pining away for its first love, the Earth. I, I think you're right, and it's that's just never going to really go away. No, you, you just you don't get over your first love. Um, you yeah. know? <laughs> no, I, I like that they went the, to Meta... And, you know, we had our uh, first really good, you know, alien encounter, Mm -hmm. in quotes right there, first. And, uh, you know, and and as I said, we find out that that, you know, was not a good thing. So we better go on to the next one. Hopefully there's lessons learned here. Yeah. Hopefully there's lessons learned. (laughs) Which Well, now that's a that's a good question. (laughs) That's a tough one in space 1999. You're absolutely correct. That is a that's one that will be very interesting to find out. Um, uh, I I also like that Simmons actually had a, a spine and a purpose in some parts, other than just being the the Weasley politician. I you know I, this is another thing that I I appreciate here. Um, you know Simmons was very much a cardboard cutout character, and yeah. you know, well, he just didn't like have to meta other than that in the original yeah, series. In in the original series. Uh, uh, he was in Breakaway, and he mm-hmm. got trapped on the moon, which is exactly what happened here. Yep. And, you know, we don't see him for 13 more episodes. And then in episode 14, <laughs> well, for 12 more episodes, I guess. Then in episode 14, Simmons is there. And, I mean, it's almost like ripped right out of this scene. He's They're having their periodic staff meeting, and Simmons is there. You know, I'm tired of this stuff. You guys need, we need to be working towards finding a way back to Earth. And and Koenig is like, there is no way back to Earth, right? You know, stop this. No, that's what we should be doing. Spend all our time trying to get back to Earth. We can't, you know. So, Mm -hmm. and you, you ask yourself, 
where was he for the last 12 episodes? Because Simmons is not the kind of guy that is not going to try to assert his authority as space commissioner. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's one thing in the original series I didn't like is that he just showed up. It's like, what? what? This should have been like episode three when they got rid of him. Now, you know, they've given some little bit of clues here that in the next box set, uh, they'll be remaking Earthbound, which is the episode in which Commissioner Mm -hmm. Simmons left. Oh, okay, That'll be interesting. And and he's in it through till then, at least Hmm. in in the big finish stuff. Great. So now we're going to be like end up rooting for him and (laughs) know how he dies. Then that is that is darn annoying writing. (laughs) Right. That's darn good writing. Yeah. If they do that. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I really hope they do that. That's because the sort, of, sort of stuff you remember. Simmons is, he improved in this. I mean, yes, he is probably still, you know, right. Whenever you, it's really easy in these polarized times to look at government officials and, and say, look at these incompetent fools. How do they get their jobs? And in some cases, you know, they get their jobs through connections and they get their jobs through whatever. And you know, <coughs> Boris Johnson. Uh, and, you know, uh, <laughs> and you, you, they're, they're not qualified for the job. But by and large, somebody who gets to be in charge of an agency like this, even if maybe they're not the right fit for that agency, they do have some qualifications. Simmons can't be a complete... Yeah caricature he has to be at least an administrator who can run an agency at some level that they got the meta probe going yes he made some questionable judgments to stave off (laughs) his funding but but you know he was juggling a bunch of balls in the air to get this probe going and you can't do that without some level of of competence at your job so simmons has earned some of the respect that the the position holds. Koenig does owe him some, I say fealty, but, you know, he, Simmons should be a figure that might have some valuable input. Right. Koenig recognizes his value for what he can do. And in this episode, he uses it effectively. He's not dealing, he's not dealing with the situation as well as some of the other people, but he is, he did adapt. I mean, he, he fought off the aliens and uh, uh, mm-hmm. at one point he tried to pretend to be uh, a cadaver inhabited by one of the Pyrians as, a, as yep. a ruse. I mean, that is not something that Commissioner Simmons in the original series would ever have done. So oh, no, no. He would have been like hiding somewhere and gotten shot. Yeah. So yeah. this is... Or he would have taken up a gun and tried to, to you know, get his way. Or Exactly. But, and then gotten shot. Yeah. So that, that doggone, they've done a nice job with Conv- Commissioner Simmons, who is still an unpleasant character. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, right? It's not, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I don't want Commissioner Simmons to leave. But at the same time, it's like, at least he is, just like all the other characters, they've done a really good job of making them less cartoonish and, mm-hmm. and i i really do really appreciate that in, in these uh, yeah in these adventures i also you know one of the things that we had in 
breakaway is there is no way that that would have happened from a nuclear accident. So they fixed that. Came up with this wormhole and this alien plot and in yep. Kohler Drive. The next thing that people keep not making any mention of is how come they all speak English? <laughs> and here it is. It's like, uh, speaking English. Does that not strike you as weird? Well, yep. you know, whatever. I'm not sure how well their response is going to hold up. Oh, well, you know, we've been keeping an eye on your planet. We learned your language. And there's a there's a collection of planets that we deal with that, you know, alerted us to you. And so, yeah. yeah so I... maybe other planets might know some English or something. But I don't know how this is going to hold up in the next series yeah, of that, episodes. That, it's definitely going to be tested here pretty pretty soon either that or a lot of aliens are going to be telepathically linked to humans well there's a possibility is telepathy that would be a right, that would be an easy out apparently everybody um, speaks the same brain language right probably not yeah. but anyways well that's that's how telepathy uh, works you picture a frog oh, right. and then they see a frog and then uh, you go oh okay food frog <laughs> <laughs> lunch wait huh what 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 remains to be seen for them to try to figure out is the other huge flaw problem with space nineteen ninety nine is that it just even at even at near light speed the moon is not going to be passing near very many planets. Ah, well, I think they're going to start falling through wormhole after wormhole after wormhole because somehow the meta transmission has made them somehow more susceptible to them or perhaps uh, the region around earth just didn't have many wormholes and they're actually quite common um, i don't know i don't know either i'm curious as to whether away. they're going to try to try to work that one away but it it makes you wonder if they're going to because they've tried to address most of the other goofy things that yeah were problematic so I, I just hope they address the uh, the near infinite supply of eagles they seem to have uh, the ability to create. Yeah, we've lost uh, we've lost one. Well, one okay, so, so we the original got... series didn't they lose like fourteen of them? I don't know. Somebody somebody asked me to keep count of that when we were doing Space nineteen ninety nine. Uh, there's a video that some guy put somebody's already done it. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But you got to figure that they also lost almost 800 people so True. so this alpha may have had you know an eagle for every person and now they've just got uh a <laughs> where would they bunch store of... them all uh, who knows actually you know what it's kind of interesting there is a series of videos on youtube that are uh, by uh i believe by jerry anderson's uh and they're narrated by mm-hmm. oh the, the guy who guy played who ed is... bishop yeah from ufo and yep. They had a thing about the Eagle transport, and in that they slipped this one in that there's actually a production facility under the moon. Right, right, but just the raw materials. Right. I mean, if, as far as I know, the moon doesn't have a lot of radioactive materials on it. Uh, Wait, maybe they're. Well, I'm, <laughs> you mean apart from the nuclear waste dumps? Well, yeah, that that all blew up though, right? Um, no, no. Oh, Some just the one in the Delta area. Uh, yeah, they, they still right. got some. They still got yeah, some. I suppose they could reprocess that and turn it into a propellant. You know, 25 years in the future, like sure, why not? Space 1999 was when the show came out. 
<laughs> you know, that's really sad. 1999 was 25 years in the future from when that show came out, or 24 yep. years in the future, and now it's 22 years in the past. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> don't even have comlocks. Well, we we do, but they don't look like comlocks, so they're not as cool. No, that that's, yeah. My Apple Watch can do a lot of it, but, uh, I, you know, I, I, um, uh, I don't think they have it at ASU, but I do know that, like, uh, some universities have got, like, Apple Wallet passcodes, so you can just swipe them at the, oh, really? at the door. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, they cool. Were, yeah. It, huh. So, you know, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> just won't quite look the same way. Uh, as it did on uh, on Space 1999. Yeah, and, yeah, a comlock-shaped case for your phone will not look very good. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> be a bit big. But, yeah, uh, that's the yeah. problem. Here's one that, that uh, I have trouble with on this show, and I, I know it's a cost-saving measure, but you do know that Paul Morrow and Alan Carter are played by the same actor. Yes, and not only do I have trouble telling apart which character is talking, <laughs> so do they. And and I will tell you why. There is a scene where uh, the the morgue attendant calls Helen up. She's on main mission, and right. she says uh, the the attendant says, "You better get down there. Somebody's trying to get out of the morgue." And she says, "Paul, come with me." And they leave. And then they're down there, and. Harry comes out, and then she says, "Do me a favor, go tell, go tell Kano. Do you want me to tell him what what's happened? No, I'll I'll break that to her. You just go tell her to come down here, okay?" And that person leaves. Who should be Paul? When Kano arrives, she says, "Alan told me that you wanted to see me." <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. Oops. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. And then and then from the rest of it, it's Alan who's with them. Right, fighting her off in the in the engineering section and whatnot, right. and it's Paul Morrow who flies the eagle the, down to rescue Koenig and the gang. It's like, why well, didn't Alan go? To, and, why didn't Paul? Yeah. Paul and Alan met in the hallway and and. Hey, could on, you tell Conrad that? <laughs> you know that? Yeah. So uh, it, it is. I think I can pick out when he's trying to do the Australian accent, but it he doesn't sound much different. From one to the other. And that is, mm. uh, uh, I get that neither one of them has a big enough part to make it worth the effort. But uh, it was a little, uh, yeah. <laughs> the other characters I get. You know, Bergman I can spot. Simmons. Right. Uh, obviously Koenig in his passable but not quite right American accent. and uh, It does sound a little bit odd, doesn't it? When you hear the actor speak without it, his... Stage you can, voice. It's weird. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can you can you can hear it's him and it, it he's got a good voice and when he's doing the American accent, the only thing I can it, it's like you know how it is. You you can you hear somebody speaking English and or doing an English accent and it sounds good to you, but it doesn't to them. It doesn't right. quite jive. And he kinda sounds, I don't know, upper New York Canadian. Yeah kind of thing it's not it's not so wrong that you go yeah no that's definitely not but it's definitely not something i can't quite i couldn't pin it down for sure but it's it but it's good you know it it's it works 
it works. Um, and I like the actor doing it, and I, and I think he's doing a really good job. So I, I'm not oh, yeah. going yeah. to complain about that. Let's see. Is Ballywick not a word that other Americans know? <laughs> uh, only if they have uh, read British literature, apparently. I, and... I don't know where I knew that word from, but when they said it, it's like, oh, I know what that means. It's like, doesn't everybody know what a Ballywick is? But apparently all the Americans have to go, what's a Bally- Baileywick? <laughs> Actually, yeah, now there is a thing. Helen. I guess it is Bailiwick, but I've always yeah. heard it as Ballywick. So um, I, I don't know I've where. Heard it both ways, but I couldn't tell you where. I'm pretty sure it's it wasn't a Python thing. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but um, they're just taking a they're just taking a pop at us Americans by having that that running gag going through there. <laughs> I think English so. Words. We'll probably hear more of that with uh, from Helena. Yeah, especially Helena. Yeah, because there was yeah. some some stuff like that in uh, Breakaway too, wasn't there? She was kind of confused with some of the terminology used. There might the have slang. been. Yeah, there might have been. Oh, something to look forward to. We get a little uh, we get a little hint that this is not Earth's first encounter with aliens. Yes, I um I've actually listened to all three stories on this, and I can say that that does not come up again. So I assume that that is for. Hmm. That is for the next box set. I almost wonder if that's been layered in for Earthbound. Uh, oh, or it could hmm. be for Dragon's Interesting. Uh, Dragon's Domain, if they ever redo that one. Oh, possibly. That would be the other. Uh, that would that, give I mean, you an idea of, some of the idea of what happened to the probe, though. But Well, yeah. Hmm. That's, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, actually, that would work because, yeah, because he was, uh, he did come back. Krugon. He came back. He told them that he encountered an alien, and then they drummed him out of the core, basically for right. Exactly. You know, no, it was incompetence, and you then. But they didn't really drum him out of the core. They they left him in the service because he was still on Alpha. So you know, what if? Right. What if maybe? Well, we are totally off on a tangent here. What if maybe? Oh yeah, definitely. They they corroborated that he really did encounter an alien, and I think there was some log data. And wasn't then there? they, well, it was all erased. It was all erased. Oh, it, didn't, okay. it didn't. It didn't corroborate anything that about the alien. So, but what if it did? And what if they covered it up and yep, shut him down? Uh, yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> okay. That is definitely. I'm who I'm knows? hoping that uh, that shadow gets mentioned somewhere. That would be kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I heard, oh, it wasn't man's first encounter with aliens? I'm thinking to myself, Ooh, oh, 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 yeah. Long lasting uh, uh, fight against the aliens. The oh, moon base. Of course, it it probably is shadow. Yeah. Okay. It probably is shadow. Didn't even didn't even trigger. That's, yeah. That's absolutely the kind of stuff that they would do. Because that was yeah. way before Alpha existed, and it's pretty much read that Alpha started out as an offshoot of the moon base that protected the Earth against the alien onslaught that no one ever talked about. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, going to go question. with that one. I think you're right. I think Does you're right. Big Finish have any uh, uh, UFO episodes? They don't have any UFO episodes, but what they have done is they have um, – they, they're in a partnership with uh, Jerry Anderson Ooh. Productions. They've, I think they're doing Thunderbirds or Fireball or they're doing some other 
stuff with the Jerry Anderson estate. And so uh, it could very well be that yeah. they've got... Uh, oh, that would be awesome. It would. That would actually I, be I would cool. like to... <laughs> I think Space 1999 has... Well, no, I, I'm going to take that. I'll take that back. UFO, Big Finish like to do dramas and stuff, too. I mean, not just... You know, they like they like drama, per mm-hmm. se. UFO is, is better for that. Uh, you know, tea in the Midlands and all that. So, yeah, well, that's a possibility. Or maybe there's a former shadow operative working on Moonbase Alpha. Ooh. Well, we already know that there was a uh, Pyrian on uh, Moonbase. At least, at least one. Yeah, why not? Could be more, for all we know. Um, Andrew Smith. That name ring a bell? Uh, no, but it probably should. I don't know that it should. Um, it might, but but just barely. Andrew Smith was a young man who, uh, the youngest who ever got a script on Doctor Who. Ah, he did was the 12. Tom Baker story full circle. The the oh. introduction of Adric and the yeah. the uh, Alzarians and the Starliner. Yeah, he did that script and. I don't know if he did anything else, but apparently he, because he, he was young. I mean, he wasn't like 12 or anything, but I mean, he was, he was, I don't know, 17, 18, something like that. And he grew up and became a policeman. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Big Finish drew him back in to do, I don't know, a sequel to Full Circle or something. Oh, it's those catered lunches. It's the catered lunches. <laughs> The the famous catered lunches, which they're not getting during lockdown recording. And oh. um, I know that's like the big draw for working for Big Finish. But they brought him back and I he's, I don't know, 20, 25 stories for them in different genres. Doctor Who. Wow. And, uh, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff since uh, since he came back. Uh, now, did he do Blake this Seven one? stuff and pardon? Did he do this episode? Sorry yes. Call? He did. Okay. Yes. Well, Andrew we should Smith probably keep him on. One. So, not a uh, not a Space 1999 writer, uh, but... The boys uh, show some promise. But the right age and a fan of it as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Just like um, just like uh, Mark Bonar as John Koenig. This was... A, he's a, a huge fan of this show. Self-proclaimed huge fan of Is that show. like a prerequisite on working on this? Does he have to be a fan of... of the genre and these shows no i the the woman playing dr russell i don't think had ever seen space 1999 oh okay all right so not not necessarily but i think what happens is um it, like in the case of mark menar he works for big finish he's been doing stuff for them for a long time and so you know he jumped at that one <laughs> right oh you guys are doing space oh yeah me, 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 me you know yeah. kind of thing um i think uh yeah I think the guy who did The Prisoner, too, uh, Mark L. Staub, I want to say, was a huge Prisoner fan. Um, and, man, the guy sounds like Patrick McGowan. <laughs> it's, it's freaky. It, it's freaky. I have not um, actually listened to one of those yet. I'll, I'll have to see if I can find one or buy one or something like that. Yeah. Um, it, it's – they're worth a listen. They're worth a listen. Um, but, uh, yeah. So Andrew Smith is, is – doing stuff for Big Finish, and I just tie his Doctor Who connection here. One thing that I have not seen is any mention of Victor having a mechanical heart. Well, not exactly something that comes up in, in polite conversation. No, but I don't know if you remember this. There was a, 
in a few episodes of the original series. Right. There was a little bit of a a hint to the notion that Bergman was less emotional because he had a mechanical heart. They they actually <laughs> kind of went there with the whole the heart is the center of emotions and he's well, a bit machine. That would fit and, with the 70s, yeah. Yeah, and and you know, it's obviously absolute nonsense and right. we it could be that they were then maybe they were just joking about it. I don't know. I no, I don't think so. I I I don't think so. I think that was actually in the character write up for him. Huh. That Interesting. it was part of his makeup that he was a little bit which you know is totally not at all with Mr. I'm I've got this metaphysical idea and I'm going to run with it. <laughs> true, <laughs> which, true. Which was Victor's problem. None of that too. I like that especially yes. in this. He's more of a scientist and less a philosopher. I don't mind a scientist who is a philosopher, but but his philosophy has to be guided by science. Uh, yeah, I was going to say founded in science, but yes, exactly. You know, so. You got anything else? Uh, no. No, all right. Well, then the next one is uh, Death's Other Dominion, I believe. Is wow, the next there we one. go. And that is a remake mm-hmm. of an original episode that had, in my opinion, an awful lot of problems. So uh, when we next look at Space 1999, <laughs> we'll be seeing how well they did. Uh, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and say, give Big Finish their 15 bucks or whatever it is to get this box set. Because if you love Space 1999, they're really, they're really putting their love in it. Oh, yeah. This is definitely a a good buy. If you are a fan of the series and you want to hear more uh, more from that universe, uh, definitely go for it. You will not be disappointed. Yeah. These are are really nice. All right. Well, John, thank you for joining. Oh, you're very welcome. And listeners, I do hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. There are over 500 previous episodes available at FusionPatrol.com. Come join the conversation on Twitter, our website, or Facebook. Find out how you can become a supporter at Patreon.com slash Fusion Patrol. Supporters get early access to all regular episodes, bonus episodes, and more. There's even an optional podcast series where we're looking at the classic TV series, Babylon 5. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production. Coming up on Fusion Patrol, next week it's Star Hunter Redux, a dark and stormy night. And later this week, for our Anlashock level patrons, we'll be looking at the Babylon 5 episode... Mind War. And we'll be discussing the psychological consequences of humans becoming telepathic, some possible parallels with Star Hunter and Firefly, and the extraordinary, unanticipated eloquence of the Narn Ambassador. Come join the conversation.